Hello and welcome to The Pisky Trap, a new series where we explore some of the folklore, history and legends from all across Devon and Cornwall. Now, before we delve straight into the pilot episode, I felt that I should take a little bit of time just to give you a bit of an introduction. I grew up in Cornwall and my family are Cornish. I've also lived in Devon as well. And I've always been fascinated by legends and folk tales from all across the southwest. When I was a kid, I can remember my gran telling me stories like The Mermaid of Zena or The Giant of St Michael's Mount. And when I was about eight years old, I also had a brilliant primary school teacher who would tell us stories about the knockers or knackers, the, the creatures that lived in the mines but also stories about piskies and fairy folk as well. And I can remember her recommending a book to me that was called The Magic Ointment by Eric Quayle and Michael Foreman. And weirdly enough, a couple of weeks after that, I was at a jumble sale and I found a copy of it for 20p. So I thought, I'm having that. I read it and instantly I loved it because it had lots of old Cornish tales about fairy folk and goblins and witches and ghosts. And I suppose it's probably from around that time that I really became interested in legends and mythology. Alongside that, I've always been fascinated by ghost stories. I can remember when I was about seven or eight years old, a friend of mine told me a story he claimed was true, that his mum had visited this isolated petrol station and shop in the middle of nowhere. And she'd asked if she could use the toilet facilities there, so they gave her a key. And as she was walking down this dark corridor, she was suddenly confronted by the ghost of a headless woman walking towards her. And at the time, as a seven or eight-year-old, it absolutely terrified me but it also fascinated me. So I started taking out books in the library or buying them when I could, things like the Osborne Book of Ghosts or stories about Borley Rectory and places like that. And it was the stories themselves that I enjoyed. It wasn't, you know, pondering if there was life after death. Even early on, I wanted to know more about these stories. Where did they come from? What were their origins? Was there any grain of truth in it? So ghost stories will be cropping up quite frequently in this series because there are so many brilliant ones from all across the region. But I wanted to look at how they fit in with local history. Can the story be traced back to a, a real place, a real individual, for example? Or is it simply all made up? History has always been another big passion of mine. And this series is partly about exploring people and places from the region's past some of them quite well-known, um, famous even, but others perhaps more obscure. And it's often the more obscure ones that I've not heard of before, the ones that are, are harder to track down in a simple internet search that intrigue me the most. And my interest in folklore is very much tied to the idea of keeping some of these stories and these histories alive. Because so much of our, our culture and our heritage is caught up with that, I suppose there's a worry that some of that will get lost if these stories aren't still being told. So I'll be delving into various books and different documents and sources, 
but also chatting to people who are either folklorists or historians, perhaps experts in a certain field, or who have a personal connection to the place, to those stories, or to that history, to get their thoughts and their opinions. I should probably take a moment to explain the title for this series. The Pisky Trap comes from a phrase that friends and I would use when we were growing up. If, uh, for example, we were out walking or we were on our bikes or we might have been at the beach, you might come across somewhere and you might say, for instance, oh, you don't want to go down there, it's a bit of a pisky trap. And it might be because it was really steep or it was really overgrown and rocky. Um, Basically, if you go down there, you're going to come to grief or you'll get into mischief or you'll get led astray. I guess it harks back to this idea of the pisky. So, in other parts of the region, or other parts of the world, you might have heard of pixies. In Cornwall, we tend to call them piskies. These creatures are known to be really mischievous, and there are stories of people going out walking on the moors and becoming pisky-led, or mazed as it's sometimes called, meaning that they've maybe been led in the wrong direction, or they've come to some mischief or other. In this series, we're going to be exploring some often dark and whimsical tales that can often take us to lots of wild and wonderful places. So when I was searching for a title for this series, it just seemed to fit. This project is, I suppose, a bit of an experiment, really, to see if anyone else out there shares the same passion and interest in the folklore and history from these two counties as I do. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the series.